welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about nuclear paranormal. That's correct, nuclear paranormal. And what I mean by that is all of the paranormal activity that is reported around these nuclear installations, whether they're uh, nuclear missile sites, whether they're nuclear waste dumps, or even nuclear power plants. These nuclear areas seem to attract UFO activity, paranormal activity, and so much of it's unreported. We're just now getting reports of stuff that happened years and years ago. Hard to find uh, actual media accounts of this, but as I've been searching around on some of the social media posts, such as Reddit, are coming across some stuff. Now, unfortunately, this article that we're looking at here, the source is anonymous, but I think I can understand why you would want to be anonymous. I mean, the reporting is somewhat... Uh, somewhat explosive, I guess you could say, <laughs> and the people relaying this sort of information to the public would be subject to a lot of ridicule, depersoning, and maybe even attacks from the deep state. But anyway, I want to get right into this. It's a fascinating account, and I will leave a link at the Buy Me A Coffee website. It says, uh, this, the topic is r slash UFOs, it says by subatomical gate, I guess. It, quote, I worked at I worked at a nuclear weapons storage depot in the Nevada desert outside Nellis Air Force Base for six years. It's now shut down. When people say UFOs are attracted to nukes, they're telling the truth, but so much more goes on. My first night there, I witnessed a ball of light trigger sensor on fence line promoting a security response. The ball got chased by three patrols as it flew directly above the fence line before finally taking a sharp turn out into the desert. So I can just see this guy here at this nuclear waste dump. I'm sure it's got a big giant razor wire fence around it. This ball of light, this orb as we so commonly refer to them, is seen on top of this fence basically. And then it's racing down the fence, makes a turn, I don't know, left to right, and darts out into the desert. Some people might say, well, that's ball lightning. But it seems pretty strange you'd have ball lightning on a clear night in the desert. He says, we discovered three mutilated donkeys across a span of two weeks, all about a mile from each other and seemingly dropped off out of nowhere. No tracks in or out. Various organs removed from each. No blood anywhere. No, te- no tears and flesh. All cuts. Scavengers didn't even touch the bodies. So they see this orb as it races along the, the, the perimeter fence outside this nuclear waste dump. It darts out into the desert, and then it looks like a few days later, it says a couple weeks later, they come out and they find these three mutilated donkeys, which sound exactly like the, thing, the things that we see with the cattle mutilations. Organs removed. Uh, the animals dumped out in the desert here. Now, of course, donkeys, I'm sure, are going to be, uh, I don't know about native, but I think they're basically an invasive species, but they're out there, you know, not being taken care of particularly by people, but they're just out there roaming around wild. How did these things get picked up? They had all this damage done to them, and then the carcass is just left laying there in the desert. Like he said, no tracks around it. Secondly, this is next to a military installation. Who would be out there other than military personnel? It says He says, I witnessed a figure atop a roof of a structure just 30 meters from me and 14 and 14 other personnel. 
it was just standing there watching us. I took a spotlight and shined it up there. And as soon as the light hit the figure, it disappeared. We all saw it happen. So here we have this military guy, along with 14 other soldiers or personnel, spots this figure, he describes it, about 100 feet from him. Sounds like it's on a rooftop. He shines light on it, and it disappears. That's paranormal. That's not somebody just hanging out, hanging out up there on a building rooftop at a military nuclear waste installation. He goes on and says, I heard a man laughing maniacally once. Nothing there. Sweep with night vision and thermals revealed nothing. Three other witnesses. We wrote it off as the laughing colonel, an urban legend passed down by the security personnel for ages. That tells me that we have a ongoing, uh, almost like a paranormal haunting. And how do people deal with it? Well, they deal with it through humor. That's only, it's kind of, you know, that gallows humor. They, they How else are they going to deal with it? They can't put a they can't put a definition on it. He goes on and says, while on patrol in adjoining conventional weapon storage area, me and partner parked next to a hot pad loaded with 500 pound bombs, about to be shipped overseas. Heard a soft cooing sound coming from the pad. Me and partner did a security sweep of the pad, and the cooing kept happening, and seemingly luring us past the pad and into the pitch black desert. Night vision and thermals revealed nothing. We did not pursue. Just did another sweep of the pad and moved along. This almost sounds like predator behavior from one of these alien entities trying to entice these guys into a situation where who knows what could have happened. They could have, they could have been the next human mutilation cases. We see one happen with the donkeys. Saul has a very negative tone to me. It says, while on training exercises, our machine gun... Overwatch team spotted two figures on thermals and desert behind us. Exercise was immediately canceled with security one when security one said he didn't place any bad guys out there. Everyone locked and loaded set up a sweep. The Overwatch team observed the figures going prone and backing away from our sweep element, then disappearing when we got close. Our thermals confirmed trace heat on ground despite us doing the sweep never seeing anything. Well, that's spooky. So they're being they're being stalked by these entities or these creatures. And the weird thing about that is, like he said, they're confirming heat traces on the ground. So whatever these things are, they're emitting heat. Now, a lot of times when we hear about people sighting ghosts and stuff, they talk about uh, how cold it is, how they seem to suck the heat out of uh, whatever room they're in. This, on the other hand, seems to be expelling heat. It says, weirdest event was when I was exterior patrol outside the fence line. Got called to respond to a truck approaching on the side of a mountain nearby. Not unusual. Most people didn't know we're out there, and we got off and we got off raiders all the time. We'd scare the crap out of visually confirmed truck on NVGs, then suddenly the headlights disappear. We believe they've turned them off and are now approaching on foot. So call for canine and move to blocking position where I know anyone will have to cross past us to approach perimeter. We are there for about 10 minutes when one by one patrol members overwatching us from high points on the inside call in lights appearing at our 12, 3, and 9 o'clock in effect flanking us with the fence line about 300 meters behind us. We see and hear nothing, not even on NVGs or thermals, dog never reacts. 
Suddenly, panicked patrol calls in that the lights are rushing us. We are already locked and loaded. I tell my partner to put a grenade in the tube. Nothing happens. Dog never indicates. Our radios die, and after 10 minutes, we hike back to the fence line, only to discover we were out of contact for twice as long as I thought we were. Very paraphrased event, because on phone, but our radios only started working when we were back at fence line. There's more, but these were the highlights or events I'm allowed to speak about. The world is not as normal as you believe it is. That's really strange. So you can see they've got these two soldiers out there uh, penetrating out past their perimeter. I can imagine this is a fairly large nuclear waste, nuclear waste installation where they've had this, you know, it's protected by this uh, fence perimeter all the way around it. But beyond that, they want to send soldiers out outside of the fence to check for anybody that might be uh, trying to get past that perimeter, even for people, say, they're out there in the desert riding four-wheelers or camping or hiking or whatever that have gotten you know into this restricted area. And what happens is they come in, they, they actually see these these lights or whatever coming at them, they disappear, and the people that are that are flank the people that are supporting these guys from behind the fence, they're seeing these entities come toward them, but the actual soldiers can't see anything. And worse than that, their their communications all fail. They're not able to communicate with the support behind them. The dogs don't see anything. So it's as if they're locked into this uh, zone where they can't communicate. It almost reminds me of these uh, time slips where people that are abducted actually lose time. You know, they, Like he said, he comes back, he finds out that they were out of communication for twice as long as what he thought. And clearly these things are dealing with something that's very uh, strange, very paranormal. And the more you look at and listen to this guy's account of the things that happened, the, the things that happened with how the communications fell, the, t- the time slip he's involved in, all this different stuff, it seems like you're dealing with something that's interdimensional, something that violates all of our uh, laws of physics. didn't just violate our laws of physics to get here, but it continues to violate the laws of physics as we know them after it's here. So that's what... That's the sort of stuff that makes me think that these things are interdimensional as opposed to being, say, intergalactic or from another galaxy. Not so much uh, flesh and blood entities as we might think of them, but as some sort of just contained energy source, intelligently contained energy source that's able to take on different shapes and sizes and do things that we couldn't do because it's not confined to the same laws of physics that we are. But whatever it is, it does seem to have this really intense curiosity or attraction towards all things nuclear. And that could be big trouble for the rest of us. Now, I want to look, I want to look at this next uh, article here. Now, it's not just the United States that uh, demonstrates this paranormal attraction to nuclear sites, this UFO attraction. This account comes to us from Clearback, March 26, 2010, from worldnuclearnews.org. It says, Aliens Eye Up Australian Waste Site. Now, this is even before the site was constructed. It just had been announced as a potential location of a nuclear waste site. We had this fellow reporting about this pretty intense uh, UFO encounter that he had there. It says, It appears that it is not only Australia's federal government that is interested in a site in Northern Territory proposed for a National Radioactive Waste Repository. Of course, that's that northern part of Australia where you have this huge, vast desert area. It says, according to Ray Aylett, 
manager of Makati Station, UFOs have been hovering over Tennant Creek, where two sites are under consideration for the repository. The Northern Territory News reported, he said, at one of the sites, two UFOs followed me. I was going to Helen Springs, and two followed me along the road. Aylett, who is a who is a counselor in the Barclay Shire, added, I thought, booger you, if you want to go past, I'll pull over. So he's got these two UFOs following him. They've become such a nuisance, they're basically tailgating him, that he just pulls over and figures, well, maybe they'll go on by. Sounds like a Sounds like a tough old bird. He says, I pulled over and went. Later, when I got to Helen Springs' turnoff, two came in front of me. In the same night, he noted. So this guy's driving along this deserted road. He's got two UFOs tailgating him. So he pulls over, lets them zip by, and as he, then he goes down the roadways, and he's got two more of them headed back at him head on. <clears throat> Most people will be a little bit intimidated by that. He noted, they have been coming ever since I've been at Muckety for 13 years. They're funny things. I reckon there are people on Earth, so there have got to be people out there, Elliot said. I keep getting out the torch. I think he means flashlight. I want to get them down to have a beer or a steak, but they won't come down, he commented. Everybody reckons I'm mad, but you've got to be hunting them. Well, he might find out that he's the one being hunted. and It might not be a steak or beer they're having for dinner. Now, this is weird to me that, you know, the government picks a site right where the UFO activity is happening. But, you know, we have to remember, uh, desert areas have a long history of, uh, you know, folklore talking about uh, paranormal or UFO activity. Uh, if you look at, uh, in, in the uh, Middle East, they have the, the, the tradition of the jinn, which is basically like the spirit that inhabits the, the desert environments. Even in the Bible, Christ talked about uh, when, when uh, demons were cast out of people, that they would go into the desert to rest, uh, in the dry places, I think it says. Uh, we have the native tradition about about uh, the skinwalkers and these strange paranormal happenings in the desert. And I think the same thing can be true of, of uh, stories passed down in India and China. So there's this commonality about paranormal things happening in the, the desert, spiritual things, I guess you could say. And also, the UFO stuff that's been seen there, I mean... For crying out loud, we have Roswell, right? So all this weird stuff associated with this desert environment, it doesn't matter if that desert is in uh, the United States or Australia or Africa or China or the Middle East or wherever. It's there. And so you combine that with these giant uh, nuclear waste dumps, you kind of wonder what's going to happen. Now, I want to look at one more uh, article here before we uh, wrap this up. So this one seems pretty interesting to me, actually. It's from dailymail.co.uk, and it deals with um, the UFO phenomenon happening around the, the uh, exploded Fukushima plant that we don't hear too much about anymore on mainstream media, but is, as far as I know, still continually dumping tons and tons of radioactive water into the ocean. And I just point out that that radiation is especially dangerous. I did read a couple years ago where the... The type of radiation that it is, the waste, uh, if you're contaminated with it, it likes to send uh, uh, little bits of uh, killer particles into the human heart and destroy the heart on top of all the other kind of cancers that it causes. So it's really, it's really some nasty stuff, and it's really an environmental disaster, uh, probably far worse than uh, what happened over in Ukraine a few years ago, and far worse than anything that we know of, but it's 
It's a continuing disaster, and it's interesting to find out that there's UFO phenomena associated with it. Now, it says in the title of the article, it says, Japan is opening up a UFO lab near the Fukushima nuclear disaster to research the igname, to research the Enigma after a flurry of local sightings of unidentified flying objects. Now, the date on this is from June 2021, so it's been a couple years, but you know, not a lot of the stuff uh, is found online about this. Nearly a year after it was reported, the Japanese Defense Ministry would draw up plans for any potential encounters with UFOs. The country is opening up a research lab dedicated to unexplained phenomena near the site of the Fukushima nuclear disaster. According to Japanese news outlet, the main the Manichai, the International UFO Laboratory, opened up on June 24th, the day before the Pentagon released its nine-page report on the unidentified aerial phenomena. The lab, which is on the grounds of UFO Interactive Hall, will strive to unravel the enigma of these objects, and its director will be 51-year-old Takaharu Mikami, the editor-in-chief of Mu Occult Magazine. That's weird. I guess that's really strange. So they're putting the guy in charge who's the editor of the Mu Occult Magazine. Wow. In charge of the UFO research. That tells me they're looking at this stuff as being some kind of strange paranormal stuff on the dark side. They're not looking at this as being extraterrestrial visitors. Strange. Until now, even if UFOs were discovered, the information was shared only on an individual level, Mikami was quoted as saying by the news outlet. I hope the research lab will serve as a base receiving information and lead to new discoveries. I'd like to get to the bottom of their identity. <laughs> well, maybe he already knows their identity since he's in charge of the Occult magazine. I don't know. It says, The new lab is located in... Lino, Fukushima Prefecture, just miles from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant in Ukuma, Fukushima. The UFO lab will look into a number of sightings that have occurred near the district, which calls itself the hometown of UFOs. Interesting. In the 1970s, a light-emitting cone-shaped object was witnessed near Mount Singamori, which eventually became known as the Mount Singamori Incident. Mikami wants residents of the area to share images with the laboratory. Particularly during quarantine, look up at the sky and see if you can see anything. I hope the Research Institute will be a base for receiving more information on UFOs so we can get to the bottom of what they are, Mikami said in a translated article from Coyote News. In May 2020, the Japanese Defense Ministry began to consider procedures to respond to, record, and report encounters. But the unknown nature of such objects may confuse self-defense force pilots, including those of F-15 fighter jets, according to Nippon News. In other words, they're seeing so many of these things that, that they're afraid that they're going to interfere with their military response, and that's why they're doing this. It's gotten that bad. The update from the Defense Ministry came just one week after the Pentagon officially released three videos of unidentified aerial phenomena taken by Navy aircraft, which had circulated and the public for years. Yeah, we know all about that, don't we? Last week, the long-awaited report from the Pentagon on the subject of unidentified air phenomena offered no explanation for 140 of the 144 observations dating back to 2004. I like the way they report that. Out of the 144 really, you know, curious observations, 
they had no explanation for 140 of them. That's pretty neat. The declassified June 25th report, which came from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, added that it lacks sufficient data to determine the nature of mysterious flying objects. Well, they're not going to tell you, and they're not even going to make a guess on it. In 18 incidents described in 21 reports, observers reported unusual UAP movement patterns or flight characteristics. And it goes on and talks a little bit about that. Mainly what we're seeing here in this article uh, is just a little blurb telling us that, hey, remember that big uh, nuclear meltdown that we had in Fukushima where we toxified large portions of the ocean and we're still belching out uh, radioactively poisoned water by the gazillions of tons every day? Uh, hey, did you happen to know that there's a ton of UFO activity right around there? There have been some before, but now it's just daily. And it's gotten to the point where it's so bad that we're trying to figure out what's going on because we're afraid we might, we might wreck one of our F-15s in one of these things. That's what you're saying. So what emerges from this whole uh, subject as we look at it is that, yes, nuclear installations, whether they're missile sites, whether they're power plants, and it seems like especially if they're waste dumps, attract the UFO and the paranormal. They attract it before the plant's built, and they especially attract it after it's built. And not just uh, man-made uh, waste sites where they intend for the waste to be, but man-made waste sites like Fukushima, where you're belching this toxic stuff into the ocean, doing who knows what. We see this giant increase in UFOs reported around uh, this site. And I find this, I find this situation in Japan to be particularly interesting because... Yes, they're putting this lab in place to process their reports and try to get pictures of these things. But who did they put in charge of it? They put a guy in charge of it that was the editor of Occult Magazine. Not the editor of, you know, science or the editor of astronomy or something like that. This tells me that the government, the deep staters, they're not looking to the stars for these things. They're looking into the next dimension for these things. You gotta wonder. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now.